Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire podcast. I have a very big announcement. My family and I, my younger two kids, and my wife and I are going to be joining Youth with the Mission as missionaries, and we're going to be leaving September the 27th. Um, uh, I've had people ask, uh, will the Kindling Fire continue? Yes, I plan to continue the podcast and the blogs and all the other things that I'm doing as best I can uh, as we are in training and then eventually going on to outreach. Um, if you would l- like to learn more about that adventure that my wife and I and family are taking, go to our website, Troy and Kathy with a K. TroyandKathy.com, or go to YouTube and subscribe to our Mangum Adventures channel. Okay, let's get to the podcast. And the message to the creatives, whether it's poets, chefs, architects, writers, teachers, whoever, whatever they may be doing, it is you are not alone. The things you love to do were given to you, knit into you before you were ever born by God. And the reason isn't so you'll get busy and get productive and start making things happen. The reason is because as you pursue what you love, that draws you to the creator, God, the very first way he made himself known to us was creator and and father. And so The things that God gives us that we love to do, all of us are creative. And when we pursue what he gave us is our love, our desire, our dreams, we actually, it's like a homing device that draws us closer to the creator and God. And he says, let's do it together. Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. St. Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you. You can do the same. Let's get rolling. Hey, welcome to part two of the conversation. If you haven't listened to part one, go back, check it out, and then tune into this one. So let's let's uh, transition into the story of with, and I want to start by uh, asking about um, you have something in your bio talking about a mission and a mission for creatives. Can you can you talk a little bit about your heart for creatives and 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 sort of what you feel like the Lord is wanting you to play a role in creatives' lives? Absolutely. God uh, and I, I was at a conference. I thought the last writer's creative conference I would be at before I left publishing and started working here at Ransom Heart. And this was um, at Mount Hermon in California, the beautiful setting of Redwoods. And while I was there, in what I thought was kind of my last chance to talk to potential authors and writers, God just really spoke to me, and he said, your new mission is going after the hearts of creatives. 
I had no idea really, Troy, what he meant because Ransom Hearts Ministry is not specifically toward creatives. Um, I was leaving the publishing world. And so earlier we talked about mystery. Well, this, this felt a lot like mystery. But as soon as God spoke it, that was all I wanted to do. Like I heard his voice, and then I didn't know what it meant, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. And immediately after that, he just created opportunity after opportunity for me to be in front of all sorts of creatives. And the message to the creatives, whether it's poets, chefs, architects, writers, teachers, whoever, whatever they may be doing, it is you are not alone. The things you love to do were given to you, knit into you before you were ever born by God. And the reason isn't so you'll get busy and get productive and start making things happen. The reason is because as you pursue what you love, that draws you to the creator, God, the very first way he made himself known to us was creator and and father. And so the things that God gives us that we love to do, all of us are creative. And when we pursue what he gave us is our love, our desire, our dreams, we actually, it's like a homing device that draws us closer to the creator and God. And he says, let's do it together. And it's one of the most freeing things when a person realizes what I love to do most not a distraction it's not um just a hobby you know it's 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 actually given to me by the creator of stallions and sunsets and oceans and he's given me this like a father would give a son or daughter a ball and say now let's play catch It, it needs both of us we need to both be present to play catch because there's intimacy and there's intentionality and I think with our gifting, it's the same way. So that's, that's the mission that God has given me. And now I'm about seven years into it. And boy, nothing makes me come alive more. And when I speak to people or when they engage in this message, you can just see freedom entering into their lives in new ways. Because to do this, for them to pursue what they love to do, their creativity with God, to co-create with Him, it involves intimacy and knowing God, not just knowing about Him, and that ripples into all aspects of their lives. So it's really a doorway of creativity that we go through together, but the end result isn't just that they're more creative, it's that their hearts have come alive in a new way as their son or daughter that's, that's doing all of life with God. Mm, that is so good. I Just the whole concept just has the thumbprint of God on it is that it's a, that this is a, an, a way that we can grow in intimacy with one another um, as being the answer for creativity and, and that being the, the fruit of creativity. I think from a worldly standpoint, people kind of look at creativity as, well, if you're not, you know, doing, being, quote, successful in every sense of that word, why are you doing that? Why are you bothering with that? You know, if you're not recognized in a successful, large way, then, you know, you just stop painting. You know? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. 
And and it's the wrong definition, although it's the I mean, it's the one ninety nine percent of everyone embraces, but it's the wrong definition of success. Because here's here's the most freeing thing. When you or I or any of the listeners when we start pursuing what we love to do and what we're good at and what we were born to do with God, that is success. In other words, success is no longer outcome-based. Hmm. Success is how we do what we do, not how it was received by others. So all of a sudden, the person that has been, let's say it's a, a painter, and just to use an, an analogy here, and and they work on this painting for months, and they, they're anxious, and they're striving, and they're fearful, and boy, I, I don't even really want to show anybody, because what if they don't like it? What if nobody wants to buy it? Then I will be unsuccessful. That's the old way. The new way that I'm inviting people into is, no, actually, if you're co-creating with God, if, if you and God are actively, intimately pursuing this painting and colors and design and beauty together, that's success. Like, that is success. Now, anything that comes after that could be secondary and could, could be beautiful things. It, it could be something that the world loves. It could, be, it could make you a lot of money. It could be, you know, something that brings a lot of life to people. But the goal isn't doing things for God the goal is to do things with God. Mm. And when we do things with God, that's success. When we walk with God, that's success. So success is no longer outcome-based based on the world's validation or invalidation or an industry's validation or invalidation or even your best friend or your boss or your spouse's validation or invalidation. God is with you. And you together are creating with him, and that's where success comes from. So to, to let people realize that and to actually have them step into that, boy, there's freedom. Because all of a sudden, they no longer look for outside validation. All of a sudden, they no longer are on pins and needles to see how other people respond. And they're creating with the most creative being that, that has ever existed, that has made everything. And so whatever you love to do, God is the expert at that. Yeah, amen. God is the one that, that created those desires, but also the raw material of whatever you're doing. Hmm. So why, why would you not want to do it with him? I mean, why do it alone when you could do that on a playground with him? Hmm. You know, I so um, I was on a plane and... I was thinking about a lot of creative interests that I have, and, and, and I was a little frustrated because I was like, you know, if these things haven't resulted in the things that I wanted or I thought I wanted. And the Lord interrupted me, and he spoke to me, and he said, don't you see that these gifts are to be enjoyed and not something to strive for, but to enjoy with me? And I was so treating good. these gifts not I, I was striving like like with all my might trying to create and 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 achieve this goal and the lord was saying i've given these to you to enjoy with me stop striving stop it and it was yes 
and, and how freeing was that when that happened? You know, when when you embraced that. Oh, it was it was just like it, it just shifted my entire emotions and thoughts about it, and I was like, wow, this is a way that God and I can enjoy one another, and in something that I enjoy. And, and remove all the other expectations around it and find God and joy in that. And in that, actually, in the creative process, you're unencumbered and you're actually able to be more creative. Right. <laughs> I mean, if anybody that's, you think about athletes or um, any, anybody that's skilled at something, they're always at their best when they're, they're loosest. You know, and, and when they tense up and freeze up, whether you're, you know, a musician or an athlete or a painter or a chef, you're never going to do best when you're tense and frozen up and, and fear and worry come in. But when there's love and freedom and you're not looking to the person across from you for your validation, you're just offering what you and God have co-created as really an offering. So you're, you know, you're, that doesn't mean that you're not trying to be successful. The success, though, has already happened if you've done it with God. And from there, great, let's see what God has planned for it. But, but the validation and your identity are rooted in something far deeper than the thing, whatever the thing is that you do. If you're not careful, it can become an idol if you don't first make it an offering. And it's easier to make it an offering if you're doing it with God the whole way. Because mm. you know it wasn't all from your strength to begin with. Yeah, yeah. That, boy, that's a that's a deep topic right there, right? You know, the idea that you get rejected, you get rewarded. It's not about you. It was done together. So you get to enjoy it, but it doesn't crush you if people say, I don't like it. Right. Okay. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, uh, yeah, okay. Like, I, that's okay. You don't have to like it. Um, and, and whatever it is that you wish it were, maybe you can say to the other person, maybe that's God's invitation for you to do that. Yeah. Because, because clearly this didn't, this didn't really have everything in it that drew you in, but that's okay because I didn't really make it for you. I made it. It's something that God and I did together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you enjoy it, that's wonderful. If you don't, that's okay. Like that, it's already it's already been extremely valuable. It's one of the most disruptive things I bring up to writers. And I it was just at a writers conference recently, talking to um, several hundred people, and all of them were either first time writers or very successful, proven authors. And I asked them if you wrote. 70,000 word manuscript, which is about the normal size of a, of a book you would read. And then God said, hey, that's awesome. But you know what? That was for you and me. And so that's, that's not something I want you to put out there. You spent six months working on it. It's some of the best ideas and thoughts and writing you've ever done. And I'm so proud of you. But that was for you and me. So just, just tuck that away in a drawer. How would you feel? That's a terrible question. <laughs> how would you know? How would you, it's and, a great and you question. could just see? Oh, everybody, you know, from the stage, I was watching everybody's face, and you, it was a hard question, but it reveals motive. 
because I'm not saying God would say that, but if he did, if the creator of everything said, hey, I want to spend 70,000 words with you, you and I doing it together, that ought to be enough. Like, if it's not, then there's something there, no matter what your creative calling is, it's not just writers. But if, if, if that's not enough, then there's something else that you need to, to expose within you that is a motive that's saying, yeah, yeah, that'd be really good, but God, other people need this, or this is, this is what's going to make me. No, 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 God's already made you. You don't, you don't, ne- art was never intended to bear the burden of making you. Yeah, that's And so we make art, it doesn't make us. And when we start thinking how that thing, whatever we do, performs is what makes us, gosh, that's, that's when the striving and the doing over being really kick in. And so um, it's, it's just a good question to ask yourself. If, if the thing that you do best and you do it with God and God says, don't, don't show that to the world, don't offer that, don't, for whatever reason, that was for you and me, how would you feel yeah. and why? And that's, God God would love to enter into that conversation with everybody because I think it's a way that he speaks to our heart in some deep levels. You know, one of the things I loved about the story of With and reading it was um, it, the way I describe or think about it is it's a pilgrim's progress with explanation. <laughs> Creativity <laughs> is, um, you know, such a you know, expansive topic, and you're able to to create a storyline uh, that is easy to follow, fun to follow, as, as uh, the main character is kind of stumbling into these new opportunities, and then you kind of like take a, you know, say la, take a pause, and you're like, okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> right. I, I love the approach. And, well, I really wanted the, the reader to feel like we were having chances meeting myself and the reader, if we were sitting around a, a fire pit, what, what would we be talking about if they just said, hey, I just finished this chapter? And so rather than, I didn't want it to be me explaining everything they just read, more, but more picking up on a theme of, okay, like one of the themes after a chapter is open and closed doors. Well, let's talk about that. Or let's talk about the scars of your story. And... Um, I've gotten a lot of good feedback. I don't find a lot of books out there, I really don't know many, that have, have approached story this way. But um, I think it engages the reader on both a story level and on just a discovery level. And the two coming together, I think, make the takeaway stronger. Um, toward the, the main protagonist in the story, I don't say this anywhere in the book, but her name is Mia. And I named her that because of the initials. MIA, missing in action. And oh, I wanted Mia clever. to be representative of all of us who, until we enter our story with God, actively, intimately with God, we're all missing in action in our own story. So she was symbolic of all of us who kind of see partially what's going on and we kind of think we may know what we need to do, but. But if we're living like an orphan instead of as a son or daughter, then we really ultimately kind of think life is all up to us. And so the shift in the book is it's, a, it's an invitation to shift from an orphan mindset 
life is all up to me to know you're a son or daughter. And now what does that look like to live as a son or daughter? Yeah, and you you are so eloquent in in how rich – the settings are in the, in the book and what it feels like. And it's almost like I can smell what they're cooking. And it's, it's really, um, for any of the creatives out there that, that really want something to help communicate deep truths about identity and wounding and, and God in our creative process, you've got to pick up the story of with, it is really a treasure, uh, for creatives to, to, to dive into. You know, Thank you, Troy. yeah, you're welcome. One of the things that John John Eldred said on the show, um, which I found was fascinating, he said that when people who are wounded start to heal and start to mend and and start to become better, their creativity it just it just starts to come out. It's like they were never creative before, and all of a sudden they're whole and they're healed at a heart level, and now they're all starting to become creative. Yes. And do you, can you speak to that dynamic? Absolutely. Well, it, what you're saying reminds me of a verse, um, and, and a lot of us are familiar with the first part of it, but the verse is Jeremiah 33, 3. And, you know, God says, call to me and I will answer you. And most of us know that part. But the second half of it, he says, and I will show you great and mighty things, that you can't know on your own. Mm. In other words, if you want to know great and mighty, wondrous, unsearchable, unfathomable, beyond your brain, beyond what you have words for, thing, then we have to do it together because you won't be able to figure that out or discover or see it or taste it or smell it or touch it on your own. And so, really, to me, Jeremiah 33.3 is a verse of intimacy. Mm. Call to God, and yes, he'll answer. That's, that's conversational intimacy. That's, that's a relationship as opposed to just lifting up prayers and hoping the man upstairs, you know, somehow, whatever this fake God is, hears them, which is what a lot of people think, into, no, he's a father. So, of course, when my son or daughter calls to me, I'm going to answer but I'm not just going to answer. I'm going to show them things they would never see on their own mm. if, if they come with me. And so, yeah, I, I think to your point about what John Eldridge was saying earlier, um, when we step into our gifting with God, he shows us in whatever our particular interest is, what has previously been unseen or unknown. Mm. He gives us a glimpse of perhaps what that thing, that hobby, that talent, that dream would look like in a kingdom way, in an eternal way. And then I believe he, he shows us glimpses of that. And he, he woos us into that. And so all of a sudden what we do has an eternal spark, not from us, mm. but from going there and spending time with our creator and our father in his workshop on his playground. Mm-hmm. And so you can probably tell I get pretty excited when I talk about no, this. No, it's I, great. Yeah. <laughs> I love that verse. I, I've not heard that, that, that view of it. And it just opens up that verse so much. It's, 
It's such an invitation. I love that we serve a loving, inviting God. He is always inviting, inviting, inviting us into more. And uh, man, it's just so awesome. Alan, it's been really great talking with you. How would people, if, if people want to follow up and, and learn, learn more about what you have going on, where would they go? Yeah, people want to follow up. I, I'd say the first step would be if, if this message has stirred something in you, do check out the book. It's, it's available as a, a physical book, but also an ebook. And just a few months ago, um, I worked with two creative voice actors. And so it's a book on audio on Audible that really brings the story to life, I think, in cool ways. The, the female who reads the allegory. Uh, in the Star Wars Fox animated show, does the voice of Princess Leia. <laughs> and the guy who's in it does the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi on the animated show, and they're incredibly talented. So that's a fun, trippy way to experience the allegory. That's neat. Um, but also, anybody can come to my website. It's with Alan, so W-I-T-H-A-L-L-E-N.com. And, um, you know, I... I love to speak to groups, to, to Fortune 500 companies, to um, churches, and to just creative groups of people who want to know, how can I do what I love in a new, fresh way, and more freedom, and, in, and actually kind of make everything bigger, bigger dreams, more of who I was made to be. Mm-hmm. So. Um, if, if somebody's saying, man, I'd love for you to talk to my group, I'd, I'd love to hear from them. They can reach out to me at that site. And um, I, have some, I have some videos I'm about to put up there, too, that are free and a way for people just to kind of tap into this message a little more. Well, Alan, it's been super fun. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Troy. I've loved it. It's been a great conversation. If you've been encouraged and inspired by the show and you would like to know what else we've got going on, go to thekindlingfire.com. There you can join the Firestarters, which is a Facebook Messenger community I let know first anytime I do anything. You can also get a book there called You Can Certainly Do It that I've written to really encourage you to take your first steps to really start the small fire that God's starting in your life. Uh, In addition to that, you can sign up for the seven-day Bible devotional, Become a Sign and Wonder. And as always, be awesome. Hey, if you like the podcast and you want to show us some love, we're on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. Uh, go follow us there, and I put some cool stuff in the Insta stories, and uh, it would be cool to interact with you there. So just a reminder, follow us on Instagram, and be awesome.